Hello and welcome back to our People podcast here at Veolia, where we're joined by our wonderful colleagues from across the business as we connect our people to our purpose, understanding what drives them, inspires them and day-to-days look like. And today I am so excited to be joined by the wonderful Nicola Murphy. Nicola is our Metering Services Regional Manager and we'll get into that shortly what that means. But why I'm so excited to be joined by Nicola today is Nicola is actually one of our Purpose and Values Ambassadors. If you're not familiar with what that is, it's a collective group that we have here across the UK and Ireland to help connect all of our people to our purpose. So doubly excited to have Nicola here and allow everybody the opportunity to meet Nicola and understand the work that she does. So Nicola, hello. Hi Beth, how are you? Thanks very much for inviting me on your podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here Nicola, it really is. I uh, introduce you as your as uh, the role that you have, the title that you have, Metering Services Regional Manager and we'll get into that but Nicola, do you want to share where, where you call home and why we're doing this virtually today? Absolutely, uh, well I live in County Roscommon and that's in the beautiful west of Ireland. Quite a rural area. I live on a working farm and I just love it here. Lots of lovely fresh air, thankfully. I'm very peaceful. Well, it is until my two sons come home from uni anyway, but yes, a a lovely part of the country. I did not know that you lived on a working farm, Nicola. Yes, I do indeed. Yeah, lots of cattle. (laughs) But yeah, it's it's a lovely experience and and a very important part of our lives here in the West of Ireland. Thank you for um, sharing that. So Nicola, talk to me, tell everybody who has not met you before and not familiar with the role, what your role means. Well, I manage metering services projects for our client Irish Water here in Ireland. Uh, We're responsible for both the collection of domestic and non-domestic water consumption data. Um, In Ireland, we operate throughout the Munster South Leinster region which is approximately one third of the entire country. So everywhere from County Clare on the West Coast, right over to Wexford on the East Coast. I suppose my job, uh, personally, I'm responsible for the contract and customer management, together with the day-to-day operations involved in the successful delivery of these projects. Uh, I'm very lucky to have a dedicated team of metering operatives and they collect between them over 320,000 reads every quarter um, via AMR, that's automated meter reading, or you may have heard it referred to as drive-by reading and manual reading also. Um, I myself started with the company 18 years ago. Hard to believe that that time has just flown, but um, that was when the very first metering project was undertaken by Violi in Ireland. So at that time, we were responsible for everything to do with metering, from the design build of the metering network, the actual installations of boundary boxes and meters, uh, the quarterly read cycle, right through to billing and collection in in our customer services centres. Now, this was all completed on behalf of local authorities. So since then, our state-owned national utility company has been established and all of these original contracts novated over to Ishka Airden or Irish Water. And we now operate as a meter reading service provider to them. Uh, the water consumption data we collect for Irish Water has proved invaluable to the conservation of water. 
um, over 166 million litres of water has been saved every day in Ireland since the introduction of metering in 2014. And I suppose to, to give an equivalent of to what that is, we're looking at that would be 66 Olympic-sized swimming pools of water saved every day. So, and also thanks to the leak alarm data that's received from the meters in the ground as well, our client can be really proactive on repairs and getting in touch with customers to fix leaks. Um, and they are actively fixing over 2,000 leaks every month. So they're very busy, but there has been huge improvements on the network so far. As we said, obviously, water is a really valuable natural resource and we need to conserve it. Um, share it sustainably and metering helps us do that. You know, there's going to be a 50% increase in global water demand by 2030. So conservation solutions are needed now. Um, I'm happy to say that working on behalf with of our client it really brings with it a huge sense of achievement too. You know, we continue to exceed their targets. And over the years that I've worked with them, we've really developed an excellent purpose-driven relationship. Like, for example, together we've worked on water conservation projects. We've mobilised during emergencies to help locate major leaks, whether that was after storms or to pinpoint areas experiencing water shortages. Um, and most recently, we assisted Irish Water in the collection of data during the pandemic to facilitate the review of consumption requirements. So obviously, with more people working from home, that changed where and how much water was required. And the data that we provided them helped to help them to make plans for that situation. That is impressive what you're doing. And, 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 and I think for a lot of people who are listening to this, it's something maybe people aren't even familiar with that it's something we do here at Veolia and the journey that you've gone on, gone on since, you know, saying that you started from inception through to, you know, supporting, creating and now carrying out such an essential service throughout Ireland in the areas that you support. Absolutely. It's been a wonderful journey, you know, and I suppose the knowledge that comes with, as you said, being there from inception right through to now where we're just providing data to the client. Um, it's lovely to get it to this stage and the improvements in technology we've seen over the years has been immense that makes our job much easier to do mm. and uh, much more productive. Yeah, well, that's, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, so, I mean, understanding what you do and, and the, the metering servicing team and, and understanding, you know, the processes that sit behind it, the wonderful team that you have and the impact that you're making, which... We'll get into, you know, how does that connect with the environment and, and our purpose. Just can you help just for those who probably aren't so familiar, break down who, what is it that you're metering? Is this domestic properties? Are these commercial properties? Well, we meter both domestic and non-domestic customers. So your domestic customers are your households that there's no commercial element to their property, but... Um, we still read the meters in, to ensure that we can conserve as much water and save on leakage for our client. Uh, the same with non-domestic metering. Now, non-domestic customers are being charged at the moment by um, Irish Water and they have been for years. Mm -hmm. So it's nothing new to them. So whether you're on a farm like I am or if it's a case that you have a, a commercial or industrial unit, you would be expected to pay for water. Mm -hmm. At the moment... Domestic uh, charges are suspended, but 
we're still collecting the data on behalf of the client because, as I said, you know, it's really needed for water conservation. Um, and it's a much bigger piece than just billing customers. It's about finding out where the issues are, repairing networks and um, ensuring that that valuable natural resource is conserved. And it's so true, isn't it, Nicola? Because what you're talking about, water is a natural resource and preservation of that and protection of that. And being on top of that is just fundamental to, you know, the challenges that we're currently facing. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So what, what, you know, Nicola, you wake up and you come into work. What does your day to day look like? Well, I suppose uh, the best thing about my job is that no two days are the same. You know, um, one day I might be working on a new tender for the client. The next I'm preparing work schedules or out on site. And I do always try to make time to be involved um, on additional projects or working groups, you know, just keeping up to date with what's happening in other parts of the business. Or I love working on projects that bring about positive change. Like, for example, I'm on the Equal Advisory Group. I'm involved with the Mental Health First Aiders Committee, PPE Working Group. And as you said at your introduction, Mm -hmm. most recently I've joined the Purpose and Values uh, Ambassador Group. And next week I'm going, starting working on the Collective Honest Conversations piece of work that's due to take place over the next few months in Ireland. But I suppose if we were to look at what my my team's daily operational perspective, each day they would download their routes onto a handheld unit. And their van is fitted with a data collection unit and an aerial that collects most of the reads via EMR. So, as I said, that drive by reading. Um, And they also complete manual readings, which is obviously a more physically demanding part of the job. You know, they have to uh, pump out any groundwater and boundary boxes, you know, check why a transponder may not be working. And they're inputting that data into a handheld um, that's uploaded in real time to the client system. So this is some of these technological advances that I've said that's really made our job easier. Um, they also complete site surveys when when it's required. But I like to give them some variety in their job as well. So I actively encourage them, you know, to be involved in other parts of the business. Uh, one of my team is on the Ireland Staff Forum. Another one is working on sustainability. And they often get involved in working groups as well to bring about that positive change. Um, I think it's really important that we all get the opportunity to do those things. I absolutely agree with you. And, you know, just going back to when you said this, why do you, what does your day to day look like? And you see, you've got a very busy role, important role. Every role is important. Every role is fascinating and different. And yet you're also taking the time to out of the day-to-day to contribute to all these different things such as equal advisory, such as mental health first aider community. And I'm very glad, I'm, you know, from, from my perspective that we have you in, as part of our purpose and values um, ambassador community to help drive support, build connections, our culture. So it's just, it's wonderful to hear and it's fantastic to see the passion from people like yourself, Nicola, who are really driving that change and that collective movement within the organisation. Really lovely well, thank to have you. Much. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to getting into the Purpose and Values ambassador piece and uh, together with my colleague here in Ireland, you know, we ha- we're we going to be busy for the next couple of months, but it, it, it's, it, 
it's really going to be interesting to find out what everyone else is doing in the business. What I'd like to do, Nicola, is explore, you know, there's a reason why we all choose our different roles and it might be because of our preferences. It's because of the things that inspire us or excite us. So what I'm interested to understand is why you, why do you do what you do? You know, where did your journey start and what, what's your why, your driver? I'd like to think I'm a people person, you know, I like meeting people, finding out what they do, how and why they do it. Um, and I have to say in Veolia, I am surrounded by some of the best, you know, my own metering team, they're really driven, supportive and every day they're proactively taken apart uh, in our purpose of ecological transformation. You know, most of the, my team have been with me for over eight years and I always tell them, you know, nobody knows your job better than you and we're relying on your information and feedback to allow our clients to make informed decisions on the infrastructure going forward. Um, but outside of metering altogether, my colleagues in Ireland never fail to inspire me. You know, I've always said that by connecting people with our purpose, they deliver the solutions. Um like most recently, our engineering team won an award in Osbrestown County Kildare for creating an energy self-sufficient sludge treatment facility. Um, I also have a colleague, Stephen, and his team in organics, uh, Violi Organics, and they take sludge from wastewater treatment plants and use it as a fertilizer. And obviously, being from a farming background myself, that always intrigues me. Um so most recently, I visited my colleague, Anthony, that works in a waste treatment facility in Mayo, and he could show me the impact of a well-run plant on the local river. It was so impressive to note that the water Violi was discharging was actually improving the river. And to see something in, you know, a before and after photo was amazing and so tangible. Um, I was down with our Has Waste colleagues in Cork and Vladimir and Simon there. They're reducing our carbon footprint when less transport is required because they're compacting dry mixed recyclables. And I always love to get updates from Roisin. She's up in County Down as well. She keeps us up to date in the world of biodiversity and CSR. Um, but finally, I do have to give a shout out to our regional director, Declan White. You know, he's always encourages our endeavor, our development and guides us towards our purpose. I have to say every step in my every step forward in my career has been championed by Declan and for that I'm really grateful. Oh, Nicola, that is so inspiring and and heartfelt everything that you've just shared and and you know there's there's so much that you've just shared around your why, you know, looking at it tangibly from the work that you're doing, the conservation of such a precious resource, the sustainable focus that you have and what that impact means, but then I see this from you and I'm sure that everybody who's listening can see just how much of a people, you know, you've said I'm a people person and I see that you've shouted out, you've supported your colleagues, such a sense of community spirit from within. And this is why we're doing this, Nicola, isn't it? To take a step out of the day to day and actually understand this collective movement of people and working collectively together and appreciation of making such an impact you mentioned ecological transformation which is our purpose right and it's huge and it's people like you and the work that you're doing and the passion that sits behind it that I, that, that really is driving towards that um i mean there's just so much to celebrate there and and you know if anything stands out to anybody or if anybody 
or those who are listening and wants to know more about anything that Nicola shared, I really encourage you to get in touch, to learn, to share best practices because it's just it's very impressive, very inspiring. So we mentioned um, Nicola about ecological transformation and I, I, I want to ask you what that actually means to you as an individual. As you said, it's a big phrase, it's, you know, there's a lot of connotations in it. But for me, it's not just leaving the world as we found it, but maybe finding new and innovative solutions to leave it better than it is now. Um, I don't think we all have to be environmental scientists or experts to do that. I think each of us just have to be proactive in our lives, our learning and our work. Um, I think in order to find our purpose, we have to have a growth mindset, you know, learning new things and surrounding ourselves with different people or places just helps unlock that different parts of us and, you know, helps us to grow both personally and professionally. Um, I suppose when it comes to purpose in general, I really feel like it's a privilege to work towards our purpose. You know, for generations before us, um, very often they worked for survival and maybe didn't get the chance to achieve personal fulfillment in their job or, you know, feel they were contributing to the greater good. Um, a couple of years ago, I was diagnosed with cancer and thankfully I'm well now and I'm in remission, but having purpose in what I do and why I do it, you know, became all the more important. So now I actively lean into new things or things that might scare me, like doing recording podcasts. <laughs> um, and I think when you, you live a purposeful life, you know, embracing change and new ways of working, you really feel that positive energy around you and it just drives you on. Um, and I think our, to progress our shared purpose in Veolia, you know, communication is key, ensuring our teams feel respected and listened to, just valuing our differences, but most importantly, just working together every day just to be the change we want to see in the world. Wow, Nicola, that was such a powerful answer and very personal. Thank you for sharing that with us. And you said, thankfully, you're well now. And that's, I, I echo that. I'm so glad that you're well now. And I am inspired by you to see how you have taken your learnings and your experiences and you are applying this to the greater good because in short, I'm very inspired by you. You know, if we take a step back, because it's really easy to just think, you know, we do our job, we come in and we get it done. But, you know, say if it just stopped operations of the metering servicing team stopped, what would happen? What would that impact be on the environment, on people, on communities? Well, I suppose... The first issue is with water leakage. Very often, water leakage can be very hard to find. So even with the best will in the world, you know, there's a complex network of underground pipes and, you know, without meters monitoring those supplies, millions of litres of clean treated drinking water would be wasted. Um, by giving the user of the supply a meter to monitor their consumption, that means that leaks are notified earlier. And uh, you or I, as the end user, we can actively make decisions to conserve water. And as I said, the sustainable management of water is everything. You know, water is life. It's a basic need. Uh, we need it to keep us healthy and hydrated, whether that's for washing or growth. And there's so many easy ways to, to conserve water, you know, whether that's ensuring, in, in my case, you know, that agricultural troughs are turned off or that we install a meter, but even down to small things like choosing economy saving programs on washing machines, showering instead of baths. And, you know, 
in one day, a dripping tap, even if it was just to maintain our own households, a dripping tap can waste up to 120 litres of water. Or a leaking cistern in a toilet can waste over 600 litres of water. Um, and this is treated a drinking water that's been wasted. Um, and when there's such demand for it across the world, it's time to make changes in our own life um, to make sure that that wastage doesn't happen. I can imagine, especially with the, just how important it is the work that you do. Are there challenges that you have within the role, Nicola? And is there any that you've had to overcome in the work that you do? Yeah, I suppose there's always challenges in any task, you know, and and the main challenges that we had to overcome during when metering was introduced was public mindset. You know, there's a divided opinion on water charges in Ireland. A lot of people would argue that water charges are already included in our taxes and they shouldn't have to be paid for on a, on a metered basis. But without making the user, and that's each of us, as I said, accountable for the amount of water we consume, there's really no incentive on the public to conserve water. Um, so the biggest piece of work that we had was trying to help to change that public mindset, explaining why we need to meter, you know, removing the fears of increasing costs or privatisation um, and providing information on conservation and helping uh, customers locate leaks. You know, however, now that the meter's in the ground, I suppose we're faced with a new set of challenges. You know, the infrastructure is ageing, the pipe network together with the meters. And while we're personally not responsible for the actual infrastructure, it does affect the way we do our jobs as the you know the meters can't be read by EMR if the transponders on the meters are not working and that becomes a very manually intensive task task um but our client is working on a, a meter replacement program which should hopefully mitigate that issue you work with them as a partner nicola in in you know what that looks like moving forwards and well we do absolutely we always offer uh, Obviously, the statistics from the data that we're collecting, how many meters can be read by those transponders and how many can't, you know, um, help their case for budgets to replace the, the network. Um, but it is solely their responsibility at the end of the day, so it can be quite frustrating. But obviously, we're always providing them with opportunities to let us be involved, to help yeah. us, to help them solve that issue. Nicola, I'm so inspired by the conversation that we've had and, you know, as you just shared a couple of the challenges that you have, it's, you know, there's the, the, the technical aspect of, um, you know, making sure that we are conserving, we, we create, collecting, creating data, we're working effectively with our um, client and supporting customers. However, you've also mentioned it's, it's a mindset piece. You mentioned growth mindset earlier and it's it's so true that there's so many different elements and there's it's, there's so much more that sits behind this work that you're doing. It's it's educating and explaining, providing context, and uh, uh, the team are extremely lucky to have you. And I'm sure the wider team that are so passionate about this, so knowledgeable, and really driving that change towards ecological transformation. I could sit and talk to you all day about this. Thank you, Beth. And I'm very lucky to have my team too. They're, they're great. And as I said, without them, we wouldn't be able to provide this service to the client. So 
should yeah. have told the metering team as well. Yes, hear that metering team. We are here <laughs> celebrating you. Um, it, what is what is a team though? But just a collective group of people adding value, and how can we do that best? And they, they're very lucky to have a what I hear is a wonderful leader who really appreciates them and and continues to bring everybody together, looking at it from a bigger perspective and picture. Um, Nicola, thank, thank you. Thank you. And thanks for all you do to champion our purpose, you know, and encourage us to to take part in in these. Uh, whether it's podcasts or the Purpose and Values Ambassadors, you know, people like you really inspire us to get behind the the bigger picture as well. So thank you. It was a pleasure to speak to you. Oh, thank you, Nicola. I can't wait to meet you in person. And Nicola, as we just wind in, like winding down, closing the loop on this wonderful time that we've got to spend together today. Um, at the end of each episode, we ha- we want to keep that golden thread throughout. We want all of our people to be connected. So you might not have met all. And, you know, how do we ever meet all of our wonderful colleagues? There's so many of us doing fantastic things. So Greg Sitko is an ECNI technical manager, electrical control and instrumentation technical manager. And he's left a question for you. So if I can ask you this question, and I'd love to hear your response. So Greg has asked, he wanted to know from you, what are the little things you do every day that will make the earth a better place in the future? Uh, well, as I said, uh, big change can come from small changes. So because I'm here on a farm, obviously, you know, I'm constantly monitoring our pipe work and making sure that there's no leaks in the water. Um, you know, I keep a basin in the sink and I use that water after we're finished with it to... Uh, water flowers. I have a water bush outside to collect water off our, our sheds uh, where our cattle are housed. And I suppose obviously there's going to be a lot of big changes in the agricultural area. You know, we speak about agriculture and beef production, etc. when it comes to uh, ecological transformation. So we're obviously looking at how we're going to make changes on our farm to accommodate that. So also we install bird boxes. I live at the foot of a a, a wind farm. So, you know, it, it's just the scene of ecological transformation here where I live at the moment. So, and it's something that we're always mindful of every day. I suppose that and just cutting down on our, our transport, um, you know, not flying unnecessarily or, uh, you know, even conducting this podcast over... Um, yeah. recording today you know it just makes changes that we're um, doing the best we can to make changes for the future Nicola thank you thank you so much for coming along today and I really just you know advise I want I want I really hope that this space connects people if you want to know more from Nicola if there's something that you're working on in the business and you feel like Nicola's insight passion technical experience can help reach out get in touch so Nicola Thank you. Have a wonderful day. And thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode. Please tune in for the next one. Let's keep the golden thread going and remember the wonderful impact that each and every one of you make. Have a good one. Take care. Bye.